Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Our speaker today is known as Mr. Productivity. He helps entrepreneurs deal with the overwhelm that disrupts their focus. Please join us in giving a warm welcome to Mark Struczewski. How did you get into productivity, Mark? Well, it took me being fired from my job back in uh, July of 2005 when I became an entrepreneur and after stumbling and bumbling around the, the world trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, someone suggested I should be a productivity guy. And I'm like, why? And they go, well, you're one of the people we know that is super productive and you should share that talent with the world. And the rest, as they say, is history. And that's how you became Mr. Productivity, is it not? Yes, sir. Well, the name Mr. Productivity was given to me by someone on LinkedIn who says, hey, you got to start calling yourself Mr. Productivity. And I kind of liked it and took it from there. Good, good. Now, what are the most common distractions, Mark? You and I know them and we live them every day. But let's read. Let's go through them for our listeners. Sure. Well, they, these are in different orders for different people. But email, a big one, social media, people. Entertainment, it seems like everyone's got a streaming uh, station now. And then, of course, we have ourselves. We get in our own way, and we cause ourselves not to be productive as well. Well, let's go through each of those, Mark. Email, the bane of our existence. I, I think that's why people have migrated more to social media platforms, because they don't like being the bane of the email. But how many times have you gotten an email and somebody's gotten mad at you and said, you haven't answered me back yet. It's been an hour. Yeah. Well, I have an autoresponder on my email. So whenever someone sends me an email, it comes back to them and says, hey, I want to let you know I got your email. And by the way, here's some free resources from you. Okay. For you. One thing it does not say is I will reply to you. That's a mistake a lot of people do with their out of office replies or anything. You say, I will get back to you as soon as I can. Don't say that. Don't set the expectations. Just say, this email tells you I have received your email. You're not promising a return because maybe you don't need to. And then you put on here, hey, here's a link to my podcast. Here's a link to my newsletter. So you're trying to give them value, but never in the auto reply ever say you're going to get back to them. Yeah, I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make. As soon as you say you're going to get back to them, most people think it's yesterday. Yep. Now let's yep. go to this social media stuff. I, I call it social menace because that's what it turns out to be for most of us. Most people think they have to be on social media for everything. They have to be on Twitter. They have to be responding 10 times a day on Twitter. They have to be on Facebook and be on there. They have to be on LinkedIn. They have to be on Instagram. Is that all true, Mark? No. Matter of fact, um, I've been told for about several months now, you got to watch The Social Dilemma. It's a show on Netflix. I highly recommend everybody watch it. It's they got people who used to work for Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and Google, 
And this show, this documentary moved me so much that when I finished watching it, I deleted my Twitter. I deleted my Instagram. I deleted my Pinterest. I deleted my Facebook page. So all I'm left with is LinkedIn, Snapchat for kind of fun and Facebook. And only because the groups and I maybe get rid of Facebook as well, because uh, there's a quote in this in this documentary, uh, doctor. I want people to really understand if you are not paying for the product, you are the product. And ever since I heard that in the movie, it keeps going through my head. So, yeah, these apps, social media, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram are free, but they're tracking you and they're selling your information. So be very careful. It's not really free. Yeah, and I think that's what people have to realize. There's no free lunch in all this. And, uh, you know, most people are addicted to Facebook. I mean, they send their pictures on there, but their pictures are being traced. So they're knowing are knowing what they're doing and and so it really is not something that's for them it's for the social media gods out there and i think that's a big mistake people are making they're selling up a large part of their privacy for something else and i don't think that's a good trade-off for the most part i like facebook because it has good groups and going to some of the groups are worthwhile but i think you're being monitored there as well are you not mark Oh, oh, you are. And matter of fact, I have a coaching program. Actually, it's a membership program now. And part of the membership is an online community, but it's actually on my website. Okay. Because number one, I'm a productivity guy. I, I know if I send you to my Facebook group, you're going to go to the group and then you're going to check out baby pictures and vacation pictures. And you're going on this social media black call. When you come to my community in my membership site, all you can do is talk about the group. You can't, there's no baby pictures. There's no vacation pictures because I want people to do, I don't want people to dwell. What happens is, and and all the social media sites know this. There's not one social media site that's not, not out there trying to get you to stay on their platform as much as possible. That's what they want you to do. And, and so the only thing keeping me on Facebook at this point is groups. And I'm, I'm like, how much value do I need to be in these groups? I mean, cause let's face it. We only have 24 hours in a day. And what do I need to work on? Is this going to add value or is this social media platform or distraction? I can't tell you the last time I checked in on a group. I just don't have time. And so Facebook may very well be getting deleted off my profile on my life as well because I'm focusing on my email list, focusing on my clients, focusing on my podcast, things I control. Yeah, I think there's been a new phenomenon that's come up. It's the club something or other that came out. Clubhouse. Clubhouse, that's that's been the newest craze. Are you have you studied that craze? I have studied it, but I'm not on it. And if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, like you and I are conducting this on Zoom, all Clubhouse is is audio only Zoom. And the words I hear from people who spend a lot of time on there, it's so addicting. And the last thing a productivity guy wants to hear is the word addicting. I wasted so much time on Clubhouse. I don't want to hear that. It makes me break out in hives and I get the shivers. So listen, again, I don't care if it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, YouTube. Their job is to get you to stay on the platform for as long as possible. They are not your friend. They want to get your information so they can sell it. It's all about the money. You can follow the money. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know how much money does he need. I mean, I mean, he's a billionaire, and he's like 
he looks like he's 12, but he's like, I guess, 35 years old or something like that. How much money do you need? And they just want more and more and more and more. And I don't think people stop and think when they download an app and they start engaging that there's a reason why it's free. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. And I think that that's the same as, as the streaming channels. And the most common streaming channel you and I know is YouTube. That is a streaming channel. But guess what? They're all the same, are they not? Yeah. Well, now the difference is, is like whether you have Paramount or Apple TV plus or Amazon prime or something like that, if you're paying for it, they're probably still tracking you, but you get, you don't get the ads and you get less tracking, but listen, I don't think that we can say, you know, privacy, I'm, my stuff is private. I mean, I'm an Apple guy, all Apple all the time. It's all I use. If Apple makes a product, I use it, but you know, <laughs> Are they still tracking me? Maybe. I don't know because I'm not that smart. I don't know the engineering and the programming, but we just think that, you know, well, who's tracking me? Because they don't see the problem is we don't see someone looking at us. That's the problem. It's all happening on the Internet. And because it's all happening in cyberspace, we don't see it. So you go back to World War Two. We could see Hitler's army. We can't see who who's tracking us. And I think that gives us a false sense of security. Well, I'm just I'm just here tweeting about birds. No, people are watching. Okay, you're tweeting about birds. We're going to give you other accounts who are about birds too to follow. So it's all a big game, and you can always follow the money. Okay. Now let's go back one step, and let's go back to that email monster. Mm -hmm. What's the first three steps in taming the email monster? I like to tell my clients, get to the point, stick to the point, number one. Okay, so when you have to write an email to somebody, don't go on and on and on and on. Just if you, if you can get it said in two sentences, say in two sentences. People don't want to read a long email. So that's number one. Number two, don't live in your email, okay? Number three, turn off notifications. And you do this for social media and for email, okay? I'm not that important. You're not that important, okay? If it's that important, people are going to call me, okay? If my house is on fire, don't send me an email, okay? Come and knock on my door. Tell me the house is on fire. So I think people need to prioritize. Okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on the email in the morning and maybe 30 minutes at lunchtime and 30 minutes at 5 o'clock and then get out of email. Go do something else productive. That's great. That's important. You know, I, I think people get lost in this email trap, and I think they forget if your life depends on it, would you send an email? The answer is, <laughs> I think not. So you should learn to use your phone again and phone people that are tactically important should you should call them or you should visit them or you should make an appointment for them because those things are important if you set a time aside for it then it becomes important if it's not got a time set aside for it then it's not that important it's not that right Mark? you said it very well it's people are using social media and they're using email when we're losing this human connection we are humans we I don't know about you, doctor. I was not born with an iPhone, okay? I was born communicating with my mouth and listening to my parents with my ears. But nowadays, we go to restaurants and we see people, they're texting. It's like, you're right across the table. Who are you texting? And I think we need to be more present. We need to say, okay, right now, I'm at dinner with my friends. And all I'm going to do right now is I'm going to spend time with my friends. I am not going to be on my phone, but we are so addicted to our technology. And I think that's the problem is technology is addicting. Yes. Cell phones are addicting. You know, um, the cell phone became so addictive when we started to add pictures to it, when we started to make it into a camera, when we started to make it into a video. 
And then we got into the TikTok craze, which is just video after video after video. It's humorous. It's catchy. People look at it. They laugh at it. But, you know, I think anything that makes you laugh, that makes you smile, that makes you do things is somewhat addictive. Is it not, Mark? Well, it is. And here's the thing. I don't blame the companies. I don't blame the platforms. If you're an adult, if you're over 18, and there's a question about if you're an adult 18, but listen, I can turn my phone off and it's not going to bother me. So we got to practice being adults and say, look at right now, I'm going to go work on my podcast, write a blog post, read a book. I'm going to ignore my phone and I'm going to do that task. That's one of the reasons why I've gone back to reading print books. A lot of people like the Kindle or reading on their iPads, but the problem is you can get these notifications. So I think you need to practice being a human being, understand that even though you think the technology is controlling you, if you turn it off, I promise you, it will not turn itself back on. Okay. We need to practice being human beings. And, and that goes for social media too, doesn't it? Yes. I think yes. that's the biggest thing about social media is it, uh, you know, Instagram is addictive because it is Instagram. It gives you a message instantly. It yep. gives you a video instantly. It gives you a little bit of a zap instantly. I, I mean, a, a zap that basically makes you smile, makes you laugh, makes you do something. So it does turn on the brain processes that make you addictive. Yeah, it's it's called a dopamine hit. Every time you see a new video, a new picture or something, you get a dopamine hit. Well, if you know anything about the chemical of the brain, you got to get more dopamine to maintain that same feeling. So you keep scrolling and scrolling and looking video after video after video. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, it's been seven hours because that's how social media is designed. Again, social media is not your friend. It's there for one purpose to make money. If they weren't making money, these social media platforms wouldn't be around. Yeah, and I think one of these days, I think maybe because of what's happened, because of the badness of social media, maybe there'll be more control of this. Do you see that coming up in the future, Mark, that maybe Google, maybe Instagram, maybe LinkedIn Maybe one of these platforms is going to be more controlled because of some of the things that might have done wrong. Well, there's rumor in the Apple Apple blogosphere that Apple is going to come out with a uh, a more privacy centric uh, social media site. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it take it's a huge undertaking. Uh, what I think is going to happen is I think either this year or 2022 that Facebook's going to be broken up. The Congress is going to come to Mark and say. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, pick one. Because right now, if you notice, uh, Facebook Messenger and Instagram Messenger are combined. Now what he wants to do is combine it with WhatsApp, take away the end-to-end encryption. When it's not encrypted, they can know what your messages are, and they can give you ads, okay? So this is a long-term plan. I really think the government's going to break up Facebook, and I think Mark knows this. That's why he's trying to meld it into one company before that happens. Uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. And when is the day going to come where one of these big companies amalgamates with another one? Maybe Google and Apple become one. Oh, or- they hate each other. That, that'll never happen because okay. Google, see, Apple's key tenant is privacy. Okay. Google's is like, let's take all your information, and sell it. So those two are incompatible with each other. Facebook did buy Instagram. Facebook bought WhatsApp. But here's the interesting story. A lot of people don't realize I, for my fun platform, I like Snapchat, okay? A lot of people know that Mark at Facebook, try, I talk like, a, like another guy. Mark tried to buy 
Snapchat in 2013. Snapchat said no. But did you know that Google tried to buy Snapchat too in 2016 and they said no? So why is everybody trying to buy Snapchat? I find it very interesting. People are always trying to buy Snapchat, but Snapchat's like the illegitimate child off to the right, but they're going to be a power force because they're not connected to anybody else. They're like a lone wolf. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are going over there because it's not connected to the Facebook empire. They're a standalone. And I think LinkedIn is to a point, although they're owned by Microsoft. Yeah, see, that, that's the problem. Is I think there's a lot of hegemony here. And I didn't mean that Google and Facebook were compatible, but perhaps someday in the distant future, the deeper, someone will try to buy the other one. It'll be like the whale swallowing the whale. Because <laughs> you, you know that all these people, all they care about is money and power. Well, how do you get ultimate power? By controlling the platforms. If you can own all the platforms, guess what? You're the winner at the end of the day, are you not? Yep, that, that's the way it's been the way since the beginning of time. I, I never quite understood why YouTube was bought at one point. Well, it was bought for an insane amount of money then. But guess what? That platform became the strongest platform in its genre. Yep. And put, uh, there's another company out there. I can't think of another video company that when Google bought YouTube, it put this, this other company out of business. That's the name of the game. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's control. It's power. It's everything else. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to see either Congress is going to break up some of these biggies or somebody else is going to break up these biggies. You know, what happened in Washington was not a pretty thing. And it was fueled by, by mass media. It was fueled by these things. Why? Because an instant message was sent to everybody. And mm -hmm. people that wanted to jump on that message jumped on it. And yep. so it became something that was overpowering. And it almost became a very nasty situation. Yeah. And the, the problem with social media is back in the day, I grew up, I was born in 1965. So back in the day, if I want to talk bad about you, I went to go up to your face. Now people stay in their bedrooms with all the lights off behind their keyboards and they're just flinging all this hatred. Well, they can use up any username. They can close accounts, open new accounts, and there's no accountability. People are saying things on social media. They would never say to someone face to face. Yeah, and I think that's true. And also, if you wanted to get a group together, the simplest way is send a message. Party at Mark's Place in an hour. And guess who's going to show up? 10 million people at Mark's Place. <laughs> so true. And that's one of the biggest things about social media is that's how you get a crowd together very quickly. You yep. send a smacks test. Now, that's not the case. It's not just a text anymore. It's nope. social media that powers it. Yep. So how do we get control back to our lives, Mark? intentionally um baby steps i mean if your life is chaos if you are living in your email or living in social media and you're like okay listen i i i've had it i i can't do it anymore well listen you didn't get into trouble overnight it's going to take you time because you need to create new habits new behaviors and you say okay i'm going to take one day at a time maybe one hour at a time and then you start making baby steps. Okay, I do this. Okay, that worked out well. I'm going to do a little better. For example, I tell people who are addicted to social media. I'm saying, okay, how about you only do social media 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon, and 30 minutes at night? And they're like, that's it? I'm like, okay, let's do an hour, hour, an hour. Okay, what I want you to do is start pulling back from your addiction. And how you do that is you got to start. Okay, there's no magic pill that's going to take away your addiction. There's no magic therapy. You have to grow up and say, okay, 
I'm spending too much time on social media. And now a lot of there's apps out there, like on the iPhone, you got screen time. So you know where you're spending your time. It's not a big mystery. Just go in there. Oh my gosh, you're spending this much time. And they, okay, how can I stop this? Okay. How about about for email? How can people get off that email monster in baby steps? Well, number one, set expectations. So what I do is I have a constant vacation reminder turned on. I use Gmail. And so everyone who sends me an email gets this notification, the one I said earlier, that says, hey, I got your message. Uh, here's some links for you to get more value, okay? And then what you do is you, you set the expectations for your clients and yourself. So my clients know, allow 24 to 48 hours to get a reply from me, 72 hours on a Friday because I may take the weekend off. If you don't set those expectations, they may assume that it's instant. So you got to set the expectation. Number two, shut down your email program. If you're an Outlook, you're in Gmail or Yahoo or Hotmail, shut it down. Close that tab. Don't leave it up there because as soon as you get an email, you're going to have one pops up on the tab and your mind's going to go, oh my goodness. Oh, I got to go check that. It's, it's got, and it's going to take your focus away. So shut down those tabs. Don't have email run in the background because, you know, like I said earlier, you're not that important. I'm not that important. Your listeners are not that important. Okay. Just, you got to do things and do email, then go do something else. Come back to email, but don't leave email. People leave emails up all the time. They have notifications on all the time, which is a problem. Well, Mark, we're just about on our end here. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? The easiest way is to go to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. There you can get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. And if you're not an entrepreneur, they still hold value for you. You can find out about my podcast, the Mark Stachewski podcast and my coaching. And you can read about who I am and where I came from. It's all at mrproductivity.com. Thank you, Mark. Again, it's always a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank Thank you, you, sir. It was fun. Thanks. Bye now. I'm Dr. Ellen Leica. Make sure you go to drellenleica.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A.com. And get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.